Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host for this episode. And I have with me, as always, my co-host, who is also the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs, Rita Peters. Rita, how are you doing on this lovely day? I'm great. I've got the fire going again. It's cold here in Virginia, but let me tell you, it was heartwarming to see all the progress we made last week. I know that that fire is great, but the fire from the grassroots is so much better, so much more cozy when you just see the grassroots charging and helping us uh, uh, fight for liberty. So we have a jam-packed show. I'm going to get to it in just a moment. But before we get to that, let us know where you are tuning in from. Drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, send us uh, send out a rumble, a retweet, a share, wherever you're tuning in from, wherever you get your social media buzz. Send out a message about Convention of States and about using Article 5 to rein in the federal government. This is the secret weapon that our founders gifted to us. It's time to use it. So we need to share it out there, blast it out on social media. So we had a banner week for Convention of States, lots of movement, lots of momentum. We had a jam-packed Iowa rally at the state legislature there that was live streamed. Then we also passed in the South Dakota House. That was amazing. That really charged up the grassroots. But then not just one, but two states joined the movement to call the very first Article 5 Convention of States. Yes, we got number 16 and number 17. Today, we are going to invite the, uh, we're going to invite someone from the, uh, from, the, from the team on, and we're also going to invite Senator Kathleen Bernier to join us to give us an update of how we were able to accomplish this amazing victory in Wisconsin. Then we're going to get to our Article 5 trivia giveaway with uh, COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. But before we get to all of those amazing things, I would like our own Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs, Rita Peters, to do an update for all of you because we've had so much happening this week. We'd like to let you know exactly where our COS resolution currently is right now. Now, remember, our Article 5 resolution, it covers three topics. We are going to talk about term limits for elected officials, fiscal restraints, and limiting the jurisdiction of the federal government. We need to pass our resolution in 34 states to get to a convention. Two-thirds of the states need to pass our resolution if we want to get to a convention where we can propose amendments to the U.S. Constitution. These areas, these topics that we are going to be covering at convention, they a plurality of Americans agree that we need amendments in these three areas. They agree that Congress is out of control. They agree that we are spending recklessly right now, and we shouldn't saddle future generations with this amount of debt. They also agree that career politicians aren't good for the body politic, and so that's why a plurality of Americans want to call a convention of states. Rita, we did a, an update like this a few weeks ago, and we were at... 15 states then. Now we are at 17 states. That's halfway there. The magic number is 34, so 17 is halfway. Tell us a little bit about just what happened this week and what is up next for Convention of States. What states are looking positive for passing the COS resolution this year? Well, I am so excited to bring everyone up to date. 
you know, last Tuesday was maybe the busiest day in the Convention of States movement's history. The day kicked off with the Wisconsin Senate voting on Convention of States. And I want to add, it happened much more quickly, even on Tuesday, than we thought it was going to happen. We were down at the end of the agenda, and then all of a sudden, they moved us up on the agenda, and we were up. And I think producer G has video for us to watch. Let's watch that footage. Assembly Joint Resolution 9, led to the Convention of the States for one or more constitutional amendments restraining abuses of power by the federal government, by Representative Knodel, Senator Bernier, and others. The question is concurrence of Assembly Joint Resolution 9. A roll call is required. All those in favor of concurrence say aye as your name is called. Those opposed, no, and the clerk shall call the roll. Senator Agard. Balwig. Bernier. Buley. Bradley. Carpenter. Coles. Darling. Erpenbach, Falskowski, Fine, Jock, Jagler, Johnson, Kappinga, Kuanga, Larson, Lemihue, Markline, Noss, Petruski, Path, Ringhand, Roth, Royce, Smith, no. Staff Schultz, Aye. Strobel, Aye. Taylor, no. Teston, Aye. Wangard, Aye. Wimberger, Wirch. No. All members of the affirmative, with the exceptions of Senators Agard, Buley, Carpenter, Coles, Fine, Johnson, Larson, Petruski, Paff, Ringhand, Roth, Royes, Smith, Taylor, and Wirch. There are 17 ayes, 15 noes. The resolution is concurred, and the clerk will read the next resolution. And that was the whole thing on the Senate side. We didn't cut anything out. There wasn't any debate on the Senate side. Just like that, the Badger State became state number 16 to pass the Convention of States Action Resolution. The Wisconsin Assembly had already done their part last summer. It was their resolution, Assembly Joint Resolution 9, that the Senate then concurred in. But the fun wasn't done on Tuesday, not nearly so. Just minutes later, COS Iowa held a barn burner of a rally, packing their Capitol Rotunda in Des Moines. The event's headliners included Senator Rick Santorum, our very own Mark Meckler, and Blaze TV's Steve Dace. Dace is a hometown hero who lives right there in Iowa's capital. And I believe producer G has a clip from that event. Let's take a look at that footage. The courts and the Congress and the president have all abdicated their checks and balances responsibility and allowed that accumulation of power. If you look at the Constitution and you look at the enumerated powers in Washington, they mean nothing to the federal government anymore because the courts have stripped that all those limitations away. The only way to put that genie back in the bottle, Washington is not going to fix Washington. Iowa has to fix Washington.
I trust the people in this room and people like you all over the country to preserve this last best hope for freedom east of Eden than I trust any of those damn elected officials. Don't take no for an answer. Demand your power back. And then when you get it, when they call this convention, you damn well better wield it. Thank you for your time. Wow, isn't that just awesome? I wish I could have been there in person, but if you're like me and you couldn't be there in person, you can check out the full video of that event in Iowa on our social media accounts. During the Iowa rally, Mark Meckler got to announce that the South Dakota House had just passed the COS resolution by a vote of 39 to 30. Now, this was a huge step for the South Dakota team, and they are now hoping for positive action from the Senate side as early as later this week. So, South Dakotans, it's your turn. Tell your state senator you want them to vote yes for COS, and they could be state number 18. Now, notice I said state number 18. They can't be state number 17 because that was claimed by the state of Nebraska this past Friday by a vote of 32 to 11, the Nebraska unicameral legislature passed our Article 5 resolution, completing one of the biggest hurdles in the nation due to that legislature's unusual filibuster rule. But our team did it, and we're so proud of them. So again, we're now at 17 states, and the 17 states that are in this, ready to rein in the runaway federal government, are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Indiana, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, Mississippi, Utah, Louisiana, North Dakota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Those states are waiting for their sister states to get us to 34 by passing the COS resolution. 19 additional states are lined up to consider the Convention of States Action Resolution this year, and they have active legislation that we're just waiting on them to move. And those states are Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, and West Virginia. I think that was actually 20 if I'm counting right. So your sister states who have already stood up and raised their hands are waiting for you to act. And if you are in one of those states that I just named that's waiting to move the resolution, I would encourage you to get in touch with your elected officials. Thank you for the update, Rita. We're going to get a quick update from one of those states, South Dakota, because that could be the next state to join the movement. Let's welcome Harvey Fitzgerald, and uh, who is a district captain with Convention of States South Dakota, and then uh, Velva Fitzgerald, who is the state information analyst. Welcome to both of you. So give us a quick update, Harvey. It seems things are moving very quickly in South Dakota right now. What happened last week and what is ahead for South Dakota? You know, it's all about citizens showing up, and they did a great job last week. They are writing to our, our House members 
and we uh, have been communicating with enough that we were able to get some key opponents on our side for the first time in history. So not only were they not neutral, but they were positive and uh, actually spoke for us in committee and then spoke for us again in the House. And then as a majority whip, uh, helped to be able to get additional support. And it's because of all the different volunteers around the state that have been reaching out to their legislators and gathering more petitions. Extremely great effort there. Then the great news is, of course, now we're on to the Senate. A tough uphill climb, but uh, we have been spending the last few days on the telephone. We have hundreds of volunteers that we're reaching out to. It takes about 30 minutes of phone call, but we are going to hopefully have a tremendous show up uh, here on this Friday at 10 a.m. That's very important, central time for folks to recognize the time change from where we're located on the western side of the state and to be able to get there for that committee hearing in great numbers. We hope we're three people deep, uh, shoulder to shoulder, every seat, and there's there's overflow in the hall. And then we're very excited also to hear Rick Santorum may be able to be in the Capitol here. And uh, we're going to rally and uh, our, our patriots are showing up and we're very excited about uh, taking on this challenge. Well, I'm happy to be able to confirm for you that Senator Santorum is headed to Pierre later this week. And I'm, I'm glad he's going out there. That's going to be great. For our viewers who might not know, I, I want to just point out that in recent years, the South Dakota House has narrowly rejected our resolution. So for you to get a 39 to 30 win in the House was a big turnaround. And you mentioned that one of the legislators used to be opposed to Convention of States. And in fact, he was often vocal in his opposition. That's Representative Goodwin, who is now one of our heroes. And in his speech last week, he indicated that the situation is just so bad in Washington, D.C., that we have to do something now. So I'd like to hear from you. How urgent do you think it is that we call this convention for proposing amendments? I don't mean to be melodramatic, but I really see this as our Concord and Lexington moment. I mean, the, the momentum with what Wisconsin and Nebraska has done is critical for us in South Dakota to do that, to be able to keep this momentum going and for the citizens to show up. We see the Canadian truckers uh, convoy that is gathering so much interest. So we're telling our people that this is our moment here in Pierre, that we need to show up. We can't expect all the other sacrifices for freedom to go forward without us paying our dues. And I know there is so many other things going on in life, whether it's a, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a school play or it's a wrestling tournament or it's, you know, uh, you know, some, you know, the, the niece is a little bit ill and maybe I'd stop by and, you know, there's 10,000 things. we got our big stock show going on in Rapid City right now, uh, you know, and people are involved in all aspects of life. But have we a few minutes for ourselves, for our kids' future? Can we simply get uh, uh, the time to do the sacrifice out of our busy schedule to go to peer and to show our commitment for freedom with this critical Convention of States movement. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just a moment, you were just talking about duty just now, and you were talking about um, kind of the urgency of getting this done. You called it a Lexington Concord moment. Um, I just wanna ask you for the viewers that are tuning in right now who live in South Dakota, what should they do 
to help South Dakota become the 18th state to pass the resolution. We need to ask you to email your your excuse me, your senators. We're on the Senate side. So the ones that are on the committee are including Senators Kamak, uh, Duval, uh, Diedrich, uh, Duhamel, Roll, Castleberry. Um, these are the senators that need to hear us immediately to get us through the committee hearing. And then every other one that you can reach out to is, is money in the bank. We've heard testimony from the House side from our legislators saying that it was South Dakotans writing to them that made the difference and showing up and seeing those beautiful patriotic faces in peer to be able to show that, yeah, it's hard to get to our legislature in January or February, but this is the most important thing on our agenda and we are here and we're asking for your support before you ask for our support in the primaries here coming up in June. Mm. Great message. Thank you so much, Harvey and Velva. It was a pleasure having you. We're now going to get a behind-the-scenes scoop from Wisconsin State Senator Kathleen Bernier, who helped lead the charge to get Wisconsin to be the 16th state to pass the COS resolution. But before we get to that, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway question with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Rita. It is great to be back. And I am so, so pleased to be able to report that you guys already know, you've already heard from some of the great momentum that happened last week from Harvey Fitzgerald in the great state of South Dakota. They made it through the House and they're about to make things happen in the Senate, God willing. And I think God is more than willing. And I think that because we've had a couple of really wonderful things happen not only inspired by God, but a lot of hard work from our grassroots, of course. We have had the pass of number 16, Wisconsin, number 17, Nebraska. What a great, great thing that is. And that's going to be the base of our trivia question for today. But first, I want to brag that we finally got sweatshirts in. And oh my goodness, they're comfortable. They fit particularly well. And producer G, if you don't mind showing what it says on the back, we call this the battle cry sweatshirt because it has one of Mark's famous sayings, red or blue, the federal government will never willingly give up its power. And that's what Mark says. And that's what you'll be able to say when you're wearing this really cool sweatshirt. And if you get this question right, you'll be able to choose the one in the picture, which is a pullover or the one I have, which is a zipper. So if you want to show the t-shirt you're wearing underneath, you can do that as well. They're both incredibly comfortable. And I got the advanced copies and you can be the first one to get one because they don't truly go on sale at shopconventionestates.com until tomorrow, late in the day. They're just arriving at the warehouse and we want to make sure that they're ready to go. But if you want to be on the lookout and get your own sweatshirt, they're super comfortable. You can pop up the hood and be ready to go. So now here's a question for you. And I'm super excited to say that last week, of course, you just heard from a whole bunch of people, Wisconsin and Nebraska officially joined the Convention States movement within three days of each other, which is really a godsend. But that's not the first time this has happened in our history. You may not know. You know, we have a whole bunch of staff that have been on, we've grown so much so fast that have never been here when we actually passed a state, some a couple of states, some three states, 
I've been blessed, of course, to be here for all 17 states that passed. So I can remember way back. Well, that's a little bit of a hint, I guess. Way back when we passed two states within days of each other, just like this. And my question, what are those states? And I'll be back later in the show to spill the beans and let you guys know what those two states are. Again, which two states passed within days of each other, just like Wisconsin and Nebraska? I'll be back later in the show to make it happen. In the meantime, pay attention because you're going to get to hear Senator Bernier and the state director of the great state of Wisconsin, Joanne Laufenberg. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, we are pleased to welcome onto the program Wisconsin State Senator Kathleen Bernier and Joanne Laufenberg, who is the uh, Convention of States State Director for Wisconsin. Um, thank you both for coming onto the program uh, and congratulations for Wisconsin becoming the 16th state. Um, how did it feel? Uh, this question is for both of you. How did it feel for Wisconsin to finally pass the COS resolution? Um, well, it was a long time coming and it was a lot of ups and downs, actually. Um, we had um, support, um, we had the number of votes and then someone dropped off and then we got him back on and um, then somebody else dropped off and we didn't have the votes. And then um, it's always helpful um, to call your allies in the legislature, no matter what you're working on, if you're finding difficulty and you're really close um, to getting the number of votes that you need, and so I called the president, Chris Kabinga, um, to help me out a bit, and he did, and uh, that got us over the finish line and we had it scheduled for the floor and it was nice um, to see it happen finally. Mm. And Joanne, after so many years of just being persistent and just working with the grassroots in Wisconsin, how does it feel for you? Well, we were all pretty numb the day of it was, you know, it, it has, we've had, it had to be very patient. So, you know, when it actually happened, it was kind of like, you know, pinch me, is this really happening? And um, yeah, it wasn't until I told Garrett, it wasn't until I watched his video that I actually, um, you know, had some of the emotions that I thought would come from finally getting it done <laughs> or, you know, God granting us this win, you know, it was when, when my son, you know, said he was signing off, I was like, oh, okay, now I, now I can feel it. <laughs> that was a nice video. That's great. Well, Senator Bernier, tell us why you support Convention of States and what prompted you to become our primary champion in the Wisconsin Senate? Well, several years ago, Chris Kappinga put out an email when we were both serving in the assembly asking who would be interested um, in attending an Article 5 uh, convention and discussion, um, mainly to talk about the rules of convention and how it would look and how it would happen. And we called it, made sure we called it an amendment convention. So that was my um, opportunity to educate myself on um, Article 5, the provisions of Article 5, and what George Mason intended um, should we have a problem in Washington, D.C., where the representatives weren't actually representing um, the citizens of the United States. And I think we're there now. Um, I think we've been there for a while. And I believe term limits are probably the biggest issue. Balanced budget is important, of course. 
Um, and that's mainly what we talked about in the Assembly of State Legislatures. Um, but I attended that in Washington, D.C. Actually, it was at Mount Vernon um, at the George Washington, the new George Washington Library. And I looked around and we had an African-American man there from Tennessee, a, a Democrat. We had women in the room. And I just got chills about how um, diverse our group of people were um, compared to what it looked like um, in 1787. Um, so I followed along with the Assembly of State Legislatures um, for a meeting in um, Indianapolis, Indiana. We met in Salt Lake City and then again in Philadelphia. And I understand um, that their mission wasn't exactly a Convention of States mission, um, but we're, we've got the same goals. And I think term limits is the most important aspect um, is why the people in Washington, D.C. aren't listening to us um, is because they've been there a long time. They seem to have, uh, they're in a district that's real safe. Um, and so it doesn't pay to listen to the citizens of Wisconsin or in the state or the nation. Um, and they just do their own thing. They, the arsenal of funding that goes to them after they've been there 25, 30, 40 years um, would um, be addressed actually with term limits. Yes, and uh, Senator Bernier, um, you just mentioned a few moments ago about the, the big issues. Uh, we talked about uh, a balanced budget amendment that can come out of a convention and something that would limit the amount of time that politicians can stay in Washington, term limits. And you talked about just um, you know, shrinking the size of government. At a time when the United States seems to be so divided, um, a plurality of Americans agree that we should limit the federal uh, government, that we should have a convention or some amendments that would put restraints on the federal government. And we see this across party lines. Uh, we see two thirds of voters from polling that, we, uh, polling that we've done shows that there is a, an agreement that we should limit the size, scope and jurisdiction of the federal government. So my question is, at this time when the country seems so divided, why do you think Americans are rallying around this issue? Well, I think clearly they've seen where um, Congress is broken. Um, and I, I think more so under Joe Biden, uh, certainly than Donald Trump. So I believe that we have citizens of this country that are concerned about the direction our country's going and it's not in the right direction. So now's the time to strike. Now's the time to go to, from state to state, house to house and talk about uh, convention, um, an amendment convention um, to limit the federal government because they're going to continue doing what they do and accomplish nothing for us and keep spending more and more money. So I think now is the time to get out and vote for that resolution um, and put us over the hump. Well, you know, most of our viewers probably know that Wisconsin isn't the only state to have come on board by passing the COS resolution last week. Wisconsin was number 16, then Nebraska passed it and became number 17. And that means that we are halfway 
to calling the first ever convention of states and finally getting some common sense amendments to rein in Congress. So I'm gonna pitch this question to both of you. What do you hope comes out of a convention of states? How could amendments that come out of this convention benefit Wisconsin and America? And Senator Bernier, I know you mentioned term limits and balanced budget amendment. There, maybe there are others that you've thought of. And Joanne, what are you hoping comes out of it? The countermand amendment where states can get together and decide um, whether something, anything the federal government has done, whether it be the Supreme Court, an agency, Congress, the, the president, any of its cabinet, if, if anything they've done is wrong and enough states agree with it, it can be abrogated. That to me makes the most sense in the world. And, uh, and I think it would do, go a long way to get us a seat back at the table and what goes on, you know, it's, you know, it kind of, when I first heard about everything that the federal government does as a young kid, I I thought, isn't there any way to stop them from some of these things? They don't make sense. You know, our, our business had to deal with um, uh, retroactive tax increases and whatnot. And, and I was helping do payroll and I thought it was crazy that they were allowed to take more money than even what shows up on your, your, your check stub. And, you know, these are just small examples, but it, over the years, it just seemed like, well, I guess you just can't fight City Hall. And, you know, to me, that the countermand amendment, big deal, really big deal. And I hope there are kind of two of them that came out of our simulation that are similar. And uh, I, those, the, I'll be working for those. <laughs> Definitely. Great. And Senator Bernier, you did mention term limits and balanced budget amendment. Are there any other amendments that you'd like to see come out of this? Well, I'm, um, Joanne can tell you, I was not an easy person to convince to hop on uh, the Convention of States because my concern was if we take on too many things at one convention, we'll end up with nothing. So I do have that, that concern um, that if we can focus um, our energies on one or two things um, and then get one under our belt, get a good product to send out to be ratified, I'm hoping um, it will be balanced budget and or um, term limits. To be perfectly honest, I think term limits would be most important because maybe the balanced budget would come later. Um, either way, um, if we can get some really good amendments um, worded properly um, and then get them up for ratification, um, I, think, I think the majority of um, Americans want to see term limits. Uh, they understand that the people that are embedded in Washington, D.C. Are, um, are a huge problem. So we have to get the masses um, to understand what our, our amendment says and what it does. And um, the simpler, the better. And then until we get this one convention of the states to amend the constitution done, then more can follow because we will have a roadmap. 
And I have another question for both of you, kind of switching away from just the language and the resolution or amendments. Um, let's talk a little bit about like the grassroots because they're so important to this movement. Um, and I'll ask you, Joanne, first, um, how important were the volunteers on the ground in Wisconsin to this process? And what can you say about them as a team in general? Oh, um, the, when we would go to the Capitol, there were maybe a half a dozen of us who would show up in sort of a rotating fashion. Um, the, we would go to every office with our literature, we call them surge articles. And if we weren't from their, their district, they would pay attention to us and all, but they, it just really did not have the same effect as if someone from their district came and talked to them and let them know this was important to them. And, you know, even I've even noticed that meeting our legislators back home, back at, you know, events and things, they're much more receptive to listening to what I care about, um, being comfortable enough to, to talk about their concerns or, you know, how they came to support it. And um, it's, it's just crucial to have the local teams doing their thing. And, and that is, I believe, a big difference of what's been happening over the past year or so is that the local teams have really organized and um, taken ownership. And even though um, I could go into a lot of details, but nevertheless, I think it really played a big role in helping us get over the hump, over mm. the finish line. Mm. And by the way, the Wisconsin team is the best. They're, you know, they... They put up with things that that they shouldn't have to put up with. They they persevere through things. They have their own ideas. They 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 take they take it and run with things. They they ask for guidance so that they don't get out, you know, doing crazy things too far. But yet, I just I can't say enough about them. There's just a lot of brilliant people working for self governance, and I am just I'm just excited to watch it happen. So mm. yeah, mm. we're blessed. And Senator Bernier, same question over to you. Just how important are the grassroots volunteers to this process? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, the persistence does pay off. Um, I, as Joanne pointed out, um, I got email after email after email. And there was they would come in flurries sort of um, from constituents in my district asking me to uh, support convention of states um, though they didn't know i already did but um, <laughs> they were persistent um, nonetheless so they kept at it and all of that communication uh phone calls some but mostly emails um, but my staff would um, sort them out and most all of them were constituents so i i was surprised there's a lot of support for the convention of states Senator Bernier, a, a lot of people are um, hesitant to make contact with elected officials and, you know, especially a state legislator like yourself. They just find it really scary and intimidating. So what would you say to encourage them and what advice would you give to our viewers on how they can have the most impact on a state legislator when they do get up the courage to get in touch with you? Well, 
we're not scary people. We're just like all of you. Um, we just happen to run for office. But aside from that, um, we have families. We uh, grew up the same way most everyone else has. So uh, there's nothing godlike in the legislator in any way, shape, or form. So get out there, contact them, let them know your feelings. Um, phone calls are helpful to staff. Uh, emails. I would do all of the above. I would send a letter, I would make a phone call, and I would um, also email and use all of the different um, communication options. In addition um, to uh, when your elected officials having a listening session or out in the community, be sure to watch for that or contact the legislator's staff and say if um, Senator Bernier is going to be in um, Chippewa Falls or Eau Claire or wherever you live at any time in the near future, please give me, an, um, give me a call or send me an email. Let me know where she's going to be at um, so I can meet her in person and talk to her in person about uh, the Convention of States. That, that would be helpful as well. Those are some great tips. and. Um, Senator, I'm going to go back to you for a minute. While we have you on the program, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what inspired you to run for office? Well, um, like I said, I was an everyday person. I was raised in a lower income household, um, got married quite young. I was almost 21 years old, had uh, children early, went to college when I was 37. Um, I got my bachelor's degree and my, my um, graduation party was my kickoff uh, for the county clerk position. And at the time you had to choose a party. And um, I went through the university as an independent right up till my third year as a political science major, um, recognized that I am not a liberal. And so um, I chose a Republican and I ran as a Republican I've been involved. I was the chair of my county party. Um, I have three children and six grandchildren, um, which is the ultimate pride and joy um, in my life um, and politics second. Um, so that is uh, a really long story short. Um, had a lot of uh, pitfalls in life, um, but I recognize the most important thing the government can do is get out of the way. Good advice. And for our last question, um, you know, I said before, we're at 17 now. We've reached the halfway mark. This is a historic moment. So for both of you, um, what can the other states learn from Wisconsin? And Joanne, I'll go to your, you first, and then we'll let the senator close. Just don't quit. Just, you know, when you're when you're driving back from the, the Capitol and saying, I, I'm not sure anyone understands what we're trying to get done here. Just, it doesn't matter. The only one who's gonna get this done is God anyway. It's all gonna be happening in his timing. So just keep putting one foot in front of the other, call someone who can remind you why you're doing this and 
listen to, you know, listen to a podcast or whatever of someone explaining why we're doing this. And, you know, it just, that that's what kept bringing me back and, you know, build the relationships with the people on your team, build the relationships with the people in the legislature, the staffers. And, um, you know, if you just make your goal be the bigger goal, the, you know, the transcendent there of, you know, actually having the legislators and the staff and the citizens work together to make things better, then um, I think I think that's the biggest deal is to just never quit hmm. and believe it. Believe it can happen. I love it. Senator Bernier, what can the nation learn from Wisconsin? Well, persistence does pay off, but I would like to give a shout out to Rick Santorum. You know, it is a past congressman who understands Washington, D.C. intimately and understands why we need to push forward with the Convention of States to take back states' rights and individual liberty. And so when you get a congressman, a past congressman or a senator to get on board and say, yes, Washington needs to be fixed, we're not going to fix ourselves, and we need the people of each state to stand up and uh, call a convention to amend the Constitution to bring more checks and balances um, in federalism. That is where it's at, and that is what we need to do to be persistent. So if you can get Rick Santorum out uh, to those other states or um, others like him, um, I know that Senator Johnson, when I brought it up to him, um, when he was first a probably a freshman senator, um, he kind of scowled a bit. And I don't think he understood it. And as he's learned about the armpit of the world, which is Washington, D.C., he now understands and he now agrees with the Convention of States. And so if you can get sitting congressman or retired congressman to um, add fuel to our fire, um, we can get other states on board. And we do have to address the birchers and the, the conspiracy theorists that think that it could be a runaway convention. Well, if the, the convention runs away, there will be no ratification of anything coming out of it. So, you know, you know, I've, gone through all of those arguments with my uh, colleagues who would not support it. It's the fear of the unknown. And that is our biggest enemy, is the fear of the unknown. Thank you so much, uh, Senator Bernier. And thank you so much, Joanne, for joining us today. And I, I really do appreciate those encouraging words that you had at the very end. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Congratulations again to both of you for your hard work and for making this a reality. Wisconsin becoming the 16th state to join the movement to call a convention. Um, we hope to have you back soon. Um, and we thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Have a good All right. day. All right, now we're going to go to Mike Ruthenberg, who does have the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. Well, one heck of a great show. You can't help but be inspired 
and lift it up and understand truly why our momentum is so strong. Over 5 million supporters. We're literally halfway to calling a convention of states, which means the people that love us are getting pretty fired up. The people that hate us, that love big government, they're getting worried. And of course, it's up to us to make sure we keep that momentum going so we can overpower the detractors, the people that like big government, the people that like socialism. Let's blow right past them. Let's keep this nation exactly as our constitution intends it to be, just like I love and I'm sure just like you love, because if you didn't, you wouldn't be watching. Well, I'm wondering, did you win this cool sweatshirt? Remember, that was what was up for grabs. I think Producer G has a cool picture of the pullover one. I'm wearing the zip sweatshirt. Very cool. We call it the battle cry sweatshirt because Mark Meckler's quote is on there. Red or blue, the federal government will never willingly give up its power. And that will be a great conversation starter. I'm wearing mine. You can get yours starting tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, it'll be available for sale at shopconventionofstates.com at the COS store. And we so appreciate the fact that everybody's wearing the COS gear. They're walking, they're talking. And our team has done such a great job of putting out stuff that looks fantastic. Okay, so now to our trivia question. You probably remember from the beginning of the show, Wisconsin and Nebraska, of course, were number 16 and 17, got us to the halfway point within days of each other. And the question for the prize was, there were two other states just like it. We go back in the calendar a little bit. Our second and third states to pass the resolution were, and the answer to that question is Alaska and Florida were our second and third states to pass also within days of each other. It's never more exciting when you can pass a couple of states right within each other, even though each state celebrates heartily and gets their own individual attention. That's our answer today, Alaska and Florida. And we're not done. As you know, we've got South Dakota. The House has been passed also this past week. And we have a shot at the Senate. We have so many other states. What about Iowa? What about North Dakota, South Dakota, West Virginia, Pennsylvania? There's so much going on right now. There's never been a better time to tell other people to go to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition, and then click the Get Involved tab and have them sign up to be a district captain or a follow-up team member. Or there's so many jobs that need to be done here, especially given the explosive growth that we're having right now that we've never seen. It's time to get people in so we can get across the finish line and make it happen. Thanks for being here. Thanks for indulging me. Hopefully you're the one that won the shirt. And if not, you know where to get one. And now back to you, Andrew and Rita, to wrap it up. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. The framers knew this day might come. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started. After you've done that, make sure that you are following us on social media as well. You can find us on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, and of course, we've recently joined TikTok. So wherever you're getting your social media buzz, make sure that you are following us there, make sure you're liking the content and then sharing that content as well. We need to get the message out about Article 5. Again, this is a gift the Founding Fathers gave to us, time that we use it. You can listen to this program and other historic legacy content on our uh, Convention of States podcast. Just make sure that you search 
convention of states on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, or Audible. Please leave us a five-star review because that helps us grow the show. You can text START to 54555 if you want to bypass big tech and then still get important convention of state messages. Again, that's text START to 54555. Please check out the battle cry with COS co-founder and president of Convention of States, Mark Meckler. It's on at Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next week for another edition of COS Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Remember, politics is not a spectator sport. You got to get involved. You have to get your face marred. You really want to win. It's time for you to get in the game. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionalstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.